Hey, when you look in the mirror, do you see a fair weather four out of 10? What if Uncle Bo could get you batting over 500 and all it took was some trendy new threads? Is your mind blown good? Because it should be, that's the power of a sharp dressed man. The Rhythm Pyro merch shop is officially open for business. RPP logo splatter tees and hoodies in three different colors, our signature snapback hat, and Jamie and I's personal favorite statement piece, the Stop Talking About It graphic tee. Stop by our table this weekend at Skywars and scan the QR codes or pull us aside and have us do some modeling for you to check out the selection. All of our merch design and printing is done in-house with love and every dime goes toward keeping this expensive as pyro-loving content train a-rolling. So from the bottom of our pyro-loving hearts, thank you for your continued support. Head over to bozy8823.com forward slash Rhythm Pyro, that's B-O-Z-I-E 8823.com forward slash Rhythm Pyro and color yourself trendy because you're going to look so fly that you're going to have to tell all the ladies to stop talking about it. <laughs> oh my God. I think you've got to be the first person that's ever read that. <laughs> Everybody hey, I'm, else, I'm, dude, two people have just sent them back. <laughs> they send them back. It's like, you know, just take it, like hanging on your fridge or something. Make me feel good. Yeah, Two right. Yeah, so- yeah. I, took, yeah, I, I thought they might be useful for something. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah just it's sure. yours, my dude. <laughs> Hi, buddy. I have never met you. I love this. No, at, no, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, it's my, my little fanboy moment here. You know, I listen to <laughs> you guys' podcast every week and love the content. It's a great opportunity for. No. Pyro is going out here and, and to, to tell our stories and yeah, um, so this is a, a, a good outlet. Definitely appreciate the effort and support you guys have put into this. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. That uh, thank you. That warms my little heart. Uh, does anybody ever call you on the radio and ask for Major Donnie? Major, you know, Major Major Donnie to uh, to ground control. <laughs> Donnie Tom's to ground control. <laughs> the whole the whole running joke for the whole time we've been doing this to the the club is we all should wear a shirt. on where's Donnie? Where's Donnie? Is Donnie not there? Here's Donnie. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you should say. You said next time people go, where's Donnie? Just come back and say, here's Donnie. But make sure you do that after all the work's over. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, work. Yes, yes. Lots and lots and lots of work. At least their work. (laughs) Dude, like the pictures though, I've been kind of following the pictures that you guys are posting up on, on Facebook. What a, like what a crew and what a bunch of stuff. Oh man, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, I, as everybody knows, yeah, I mean, at this point, you know, I'm a member of KCAP and KCAP is kind of the supporting group behind this whole entire show. I mean, as a, as a club, before we even got picked for this, it, it was chatter about the club wanting to do some of Sky Wars. And when Mo Pyro came to us and was like, Hey, you know, um, you guys interested in doing it? A bunch of us was like, Yeah, we're in. Um, we formed our little group on Discord and kind of started the chatter and stuff. And then they came to us like, you know, Who's your show team? And we're like, well, yeah. it's KCAP. KCAP is, is who's running the show. And they're like, no, we need we need a face for the team. And so I was like, well, <laughs> nobody else wants to do it. I guess I'll be it. And that's how we got here. <laughs> I will be the name on your piece of paper. <laughs> so I mean, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I was the de- default team lead essentially. So yeah, but uh, uh, congratulations, man! All that responsibility is <laughs> on your shoulders. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. Yeah, no pressure, man. It's fine. Uh, at least your, your name's not on the insurance. Oh, man. No, of course not. No. Welcome <laughs> to the Rhythm Pyro Podcast. <laughs>
where Posey, AJ, and Jamie ignite your passion for pyromusical show design while testing the very limits of your capacity for stupid. The way that No Pyro manages the entire event, I can't remember exactly from the year that I shot there. When you sign the piece of paper, is it? Are you basically putting yourself down as the lead shooter at Sky Wars for that particular show? I mean, how does that? How does Mo Pyro break out that liability? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, it, it basically you know comes down to you know they want they want a face for the show essentially. You know, I mean. Um, Collectively, as a, as a KCAP, the show is, is, a, is a team effort. But um, I know that for their marketing, and obviously, it looks a lot more sexier when you can put, you know, this individual person yeah, is the right. face of the show. You know, I mean, you know, David is is the show, but he's got the support of RKM backing him. You got Tim, who's the face of the show. They got Casabella backing him, and I'm the face of of my show. And I have KCAP cap backing behind me. I mean, so none of us are doing this show on our own. With you know. Our names are on the paper. Say, hey, we're the ones responsible for the show. We're the ones leading the show. You know, we're the meet the artists that's out yeah, there in the right. publicly in the marketing. But we all have huge teams behind us that are supporting us to be able to put on these massive shows. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. And it it really does. It really becomes like this this grand kind of conglomerate, right? You come together, and it winds up being so many you know so many more people than just the folks that you know your what five invites or five team invites <laughs> extend to. Um, but everybody comes out in droves and, um, well, actually to here, before we get into that, I want uh, everybody to know who we're talking to this week. Um, it's, we got Donnie Toms hanging out with us today. Um, he's my mystery white whale. So uh, this is the one episode where I don't have to, uh, ask a bunch of people that I already know. Uh, the same questions that I've already asked him a hundred times in the past. <laughs> I genuinely don't know you at all. So this is awesome, man. <laughs> Every question is uh, a complete surprise and new experience for me. So welcome, my dude. We're happy to have you. Yeah, absolutely, guys. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for, thanks for like I mentioned in the beginning, man. Thanks for, for putting this podcast on for, for all of us, Pyros. It's our pleasure. Yeah, it's our pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Let's start with um, because I know basically nothing about you. You know how'd you how'd you get into pyro? How'd you find fireworks? So I I grew up here in in the Midwest in, in Missouri. Um, so I grew up as a kid, um, and around here fireworks was was the holiday you looked forward to every year. I mean, for me, it was bigger than Christmas time and opening presents. It was the Fourth of July. That was the year when me and all of our family, extended family, we all got together. Um, you know, like almost like a, almost like a family reunion, essentially. You know, barbecue, you're grilling, you're you're shooting fireworks, you're having a great yeah. time, and that that was that was just part of life. Like all of our all of my brothers and my friends, they would all we have friends over. We'd be doing a lot of stuff you probably you know sh- shouldn't be doing. Obviously, you know, as teenage <laughs> kids, you know, you're you know you're you're blowing some stuff up, you're doing some crazy stuff that you know, look back like man. That could have gone really, really bad. <laughs> and especially, yeah, especially when you learn, you know, when you learn all the right ways to do stuff, you're like, oh boy. Yeah. And so that, that was, that was kind of how we, we, we grew up. I mean, just 4th of July was, was the holiday year. And, um, I moved away off to, um, Arizona for a few years in like 2010. And I was gone for like seven years. Now there, I mean, at that time, fireworks was pretty much non-existent. I mean, all you really? had was public displays and mm. that was it. I mean, so you really kind of got away from it. And when I moved back here, um, to back to Missouri in like 2017, 
Um, I kind of got back into the kind of fireworks a little bit, you know, more with the family kind of side of things and um, started watching YouTube videos and ran across these, you know, people's, you know, scripting shows and fusing cakes together. And so 2019 was really the first year that I had really kind of fused boards of cakes together um, and kind of did something for the family. And then yeah. 2020 was really my first kind of pyro musical. Um, if you look back through my, you know, um, like on my YouTube, you can see my 22 one with some, you know, crappy cell phone camera straight up and down. <laughs> you know, your battery dies three fourths of the way through the show. Yeah, I mean, it was it was it was rough. It was rough, but it went, and that was really kind of the start of what bred um, this whole love for pirate musicals. And then shortly yeah. after that, I found K Cap, and 2020 was my first Sky Wars, and um, I had the pleasure of seeing your show there um, that year and oh, helping cool, out. Man. And I got to help out Jim Preby on his KCAP uh, Pro-Am show that he did that nice. year. And that's really kind of what got me into wanting to hone the skill and be better at it and and to move forward. And um, the, the funny thing I always say about, you know, when I went after beat up Skywars that very first time is I was like, you know, one of these years I'm going to be back here and I'm going to be doing one of the Pro-Am shows. That's my yeah, next goal. Buddy. And I completely just skipped over that category and went right to the 1-3. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, it seemed like... Um, Hey, just to rewind just just a second here. It's so cool, man, when you get plugged in with the club scene initially, how quickly and how much your knowledge just kind of compounds over a short period of time. Oh man, yeah. It 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 was crazy. I, I mean, I we, yeah, we showed up at, at Sky Wars. I did my first pirate musical with what 36 and an 18M. <laughs> you know, I did like a 10 minute pirate musical series wire and everything together and um, I show up, you know, at Sky Wars as a member of KCAP. And I'm like, holy smokes, look at all this stuff out here, all these racks <laughs> and single shots. Like, how do I get all this stuff? Yeah. And I mean, and at that point, it's just, it's just pedal to the metal at that point, you know, of all the information that you can soak in. And it really is overload at first, but um, just taking advantage of those club resources, going to the, 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 the oh, shows yeah, and helping out on all these shows. I mean, I get to help out on shows, you know, five, six, seven times a year and just get to see all these other scripters do stuff and you get to all that knowledge, all the expertise. Um, and if I'm shooting a show and I need equipment, it's super easy just to go, Hey man, I kind of borrow some stuff to put on a show, you know, and yep. yeah. um, the, the club scene is, is very, very valuable for, for beginner, well, and I've always, especially. I've always kind of been envious of of you guys out there, pr primarily because it's you know like like Jamie and I are members of of OPAG, and you know aside from like you know Jamie, myself, and maybe like Tim Heimer um, down in uh, uh, BPG, he's a member of BPG, very good designer. Um, you know, we're really kind of just in our geographical location here. The only guys that kind of you know script, and I don't want to say hardcore, but I just you know enjoy scripting quite a bit. Um, the stupid but, ones, yeah, the stupid ones, exactly. Because uh, I'm sure everybody else looks at these setups and they go, well, so "You expect us to do this every single time we come out to a club event? You're nuts! <laughs> it ain't gonna happen, man." Um, but like you guys do it a ton, and I, that's kind of I, I guess a segue into my next question here is with you being the face of the one three show at sky wars this year for kcap i mean how many scripters do you have taken a chunk of this particular show yeah so uh, there were there was me plus we have uh, i had five others um, oh my gosh so that's there was awesome a dude a total of six of us and so um you know we spent obviously the 
the beginning of it, you know, the hardest time is just trying to drill down your soundtrack. And when you've got six different people, um, everybody has different music tastes, music mm-hmm. styles, scripting styles. Everybody has their own opinions on what kind of music they like. And in an event like this, you know, we were all said that, you know, we have to have some type of theme. We can't just toss together a bunch of random music. Yeah. Um, because, yep. it ha- because it has to flow. It has to flow in this type of scene. And so it really took us a bit of time to really kind of work through what what the theme of the show was even going to be. And it just, it happened so organically that it was just something you probably could never have come up with before. Yeah. Uh, do you guys, do you find that you work really well with those guys? I mean, is it, is it more or less easy once you figure, you know, you do a round table, you figure what everybody's tastes are and what they're good at. Um, and then you're like, okay, one, how do you decide on that theme? Because I know that there's there's plenty of designers listening to this that are probably in that same boat, right? You know, whether they're part of a club scene or, you know, they have to coordinate with just other designers because you, you know, like you said, pooling resources and kind of, um, you know, throwing a bunch of hats into one ring, but you want to, you, you do want to try your best not to make it this big hodgepodge of stuff. So like, how did you guys, how'd you guys tackle that? So, so. So I'll get to the, the funny story of it here as we kind of get through this. So um, obviously, as, as we're joining up, you know, we're tossing different ideas out, like you know, like hey, what about this theme? And all of a sudden, we'll all start dropping you know music pieces we find that kind of match it, and, we're, and we'll start kind of listening, and maybe quickly tossing some stuff in audacity, and it's kind of like, yeah, that's no, not going to work. What's the next thing? And we kind of go through the list. You list, and at this point, we were probably a month in. I mean, we found out that we were getting on one of these. It was like late January, early February. By the time we got to our February shoot. We still hadn't come up with a theme yet for the club. And so we're at the shoot site and one of our club members, his daughter is there and she's playing music um, on our PA system throughout the day. And we keep mm-hmm. hearing a lot of the same music repeated over and over during the day. And I looked at one of the guys on the team, I'm like, you know what? That would be a great theme. And he was like, <laughs> I'm totally down with that. Nice. And so as the day we went on, she kept playing these same types of music and stuff like that. And so we, most of our team was there that day. I'm like, hey, I was like, what do you guys think about this? And they're like, we're in. Perfect. We're That's on. cool, man. And it just just all came together. So it was organically at a club shoot, you know, teenage girl playing music on the on the pieces the other day it led to us coming up with a theme that um I think is gonna surprise people and it's gonna blow a lot of people away. And you guys soloed under a lucky star, man, because it's like the, the, I, the collaboration is you know, I like Jamie and I have a collaboration coming up for, for Octoblast and we collaborate with, with Tim. We do. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> right. Our script is due this weekend and we haven't even started yet. And it's Monday. <laughs> but like, <clears throat> you know, finding like ours is it's Halloween themed, right? So it's somewhat you're in the, you're in the ballpark, right? But for something yep. like what you guys had to do, um, it's not that right because you're you're not only fishing for something that's cohesive and makes sense, but you're fishing for you know something that's going to be appealing, right? But it's it's also got to it's got to resonate with all the other designers that have a hand in it too, because all it takes is seemingly that one person to go, eh, I'm not feeling it, and then you know you're kind of back at square one. No, exactly. Yeah, and then that's then that's where you're in that challenge of obviously having multiple scripters to do a show. Is you, know, you have to be able to find that music that you know that you that you just feel when you script to it. I mean, you have to feel like you're into that music. We can't just be like, hey, here's a theme I picked out. Here's all the music I picked out. Hey, do you want to hop in and script something? Yeah, because they're not just going to feel it. They're not going to have that passion to put their heart into it, and it's just not going to look as good, you know. And so, um, obviously, I've I've seen shows, but I'd seen shows previously by everybody on the team. So I had a really good feel for 
um, kind of what I was getting into when I when I yeah. pulled all these guys together, you know, and who I was working with, and some of them I hadn't collabed really <laughs> with before, and you know, others have had a lot a lot close relationship and stuff with like that. So it was a good opportunity to kind of bring a group of us together. And um, as we kind of went along, I mean, everything just kind of meshed together really well. It's beautiful, man. Uh, Travis told me, Travis Kramer told me to tell you that uh, his back hurts because you know you had him loading yeah. racks in the back of the semi all weekend. Uh, they, so yeah, you, there, there, there might have yeah. been a late night Saturday night loading racks. I mean, yeah, that that could that could have happened. And... Around the Skyward show, wow, unfathomable. Unfathomable, right? Yeah, loading racks. How long have you guys uh, kind of been? I guess on site. Um, if for, I, I guess first off, you know, where do you guys typically congregate? Do you guys have a um, kind of a, a haunt or hangout that you guys go to to you know, uh, you know make? Because like with all of the gear and all of the stuff that you have, I uh, you know, to logistically figure out, I would you have to have a, a decent sized space somewhere. Unfortunately, a lot of us don't have a lot of space for that. So, um, a lot of our prep parties that we're doing is um, at one of our club members' house. The president, Tom Engel, um, cool. everything's at his everything's at his house. All of our prep parties. He's got. He also stores most of our club racks and stuff there. But nice. Um, one of our other club members who's actually on my team, Jacob Summers. He he does a lot of shoots and stuff down like Oklahoma and Arkansas. And he actually had access to a semi trailer that the club used in 2019 that says K Cap on the side of it. Oh. That's cool, dude. Uh, and so he got that semi delivered up here to the Kansas City area for us. And so we actually have um, really good friends with a wedding venue up here that actually has some land. And so um, they let us put the semi out there on their property so that we can have a place to kind of keep it. And then we can shuttle stuff back and forth and get it loaded and all that kind of stuff. So um, right it's, down, it's, Jamie, it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of collection. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome that you have somebody that has someplace to do all of that prep work, but kind of has like a rhyme and reason to the storage and just the logistical workflow of getting through everything that you need to get through in that setup. So when you guys finished up your scripting, I would like scripting's done, right? Oh yeah. 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 I mean, our scripting was, was, was done a couple months ago. We were pretty cool. much, we were pretty much done. I mean, we spent the last you know, six weeks leading up to PGI, kind of just kind of fine tuning and kind of doing a review of the script as a whole. Um, Cause yeah, each individual person kind of scripted their own segments. Um, I scripted probably half the show and then gave the other half to the, to everybody else. And then they nice. would send them to me. I would combine them all into the one finale file. Um, and surprisingly with everybody scripting, you would watch a show and you would think only one person scripted it. Just it blends together seamlessly. That's awesome, man. That's really cool. Can you see the different personalities of the designers in the different segments? Absolutely. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. You can go through and you know somebody who has seen the shows of the of the different people. You can you can definitely see their personality is, is in their segment. Um, people from the club will be able to watch it and they'll see and they'll be able to kind of pick out probably who did what segments. Um, yeah. Even even the show this size and with the meet from the club, we've managed to keep our theme, our music. Um, a few things completely secret from the club altogether and really just internal <laughs> within our team. So um, 95% of KCAP has no idea what what they're getting into. All they know is we're putting it on a, a big ass show. Oh, that's, nice. that's cool, man. You guys are cagey, huh? <laughs> Absolutely. Everything, everything is top secret. <laughs> <laughs> I went back and I watched some of your, your previous shows. Because, you know, I, I genuinely, I was like, dude, I, I think I watched the first show I ever watched of yours was the, the year 2022, um, 4th of July. 
yeah. pirate musical. And I thought that was really cool. Cause like, you know, I got a soft spot in my heart. Jamie does too, for, you know, the integration of DMX into these shows. So I thought that was really cool how you kind of structured that track. Also, that was the one that you ended. Did you end that with uh, the national anthem too? Yes. Yeah. I ended up with the national anthem. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was unique as well. I, yeah. I can't tell you nice. the last time I saw a show that ended with the national anthem, you know, but it had like a, an intro and a body that just, it, it was just other stuff. It was really cool how it was laid out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and the any of the National Anthem, I actually picked that up from another club member who does shows as well. And um, he does that a lot in his shows. He ends with the National Anthem. And I thought that was kind of a, a good touch to kind of end that show in 2022 with, with the National Anthem. Yeah. I, I, do, I do want to say after last week's episode with, with you guys talking about me a lot, I got like six more YouTube views than the last week. So <laughs> I, 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 I definitely I, I definitely appreciate the six views. So did anybody call you soundboard? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and so I'm my goal is after this episode airs, maybe I can get seven more views, maybe. But yeah, so yeah, but yeah, that was uh, we'll get you some dude what's crazy on your shoot sites like i i look at your your site and i see the same issue that a lot of designers tend to to fall into like you see a lot of guys enter the space and they're like you know check out my backyard pirate musical and it's a very very tight space right they're okay. constrained you know you know uh, laterally and they don't have a ton of room to kind of really spread out it seemed like your, your 2022 show um it seemed like it had a little more room than I think one of like the, the other ones. I don't know if it was like 2023, that one that was in like Mexico, Missouri. Um, but it, it just it, like the 2022 show seemed just a little wider than the other ones. But I mean, for the most part, are you, do you typically find that you're kind of constrained laterally when you go into a design? Yeah, I mean, I, I think yeah, I think a lot of us, a lot of us, especially hobbyists, are are usually constrained. Um, most of my Fourth of July shows us the site where I put those as at a friend's house here nearby, and I get about three hundred, two hundred fifty to three hundred feet first of frontage on, on a little dam yeah. at the at the pond, and then we all kind of sit down from it a little bit. So, um, so generally, I would say yeah, in most of our club shoots that we're doing, we are in that probably that two fifty to three hundred range where you, you can fit you know. Five seven five stations if you like them kind of spread out or you know some yeah. people will, will snug them up and you get seven or nine or or something like that but um, definitely you know that's you know where kind of the comfort level is so going into Sky Wars where I have twice as much space to kind oh, of spread dude. things out yeah. um, takes it kind of a whole new level of you know of trying to fill that much space is is kind of a daunting thing at first, you know, when you kind of look at the field setup yeah. and you lay it out in finale and you're like, how am I going to fill all this space up? And then, but, <laughs> but really once you kind of, once I kind of got into like, okay, like here's a couple of effects that are, that are really kind of cool. And this is what I kind of want to work with. Um, you kind of can build on that. And I mean, really quickly, I was able to pick it up and I think put some effects in it that really kind of fills the whole entire space. And yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, do you and, find like I mean, the more space you have, the the more your budget kind of gets eaten up quicker. Oh, budget, I, I, I don't, I don't, don't, don't even want to talk about budget. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, the, 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 yeah. I mean, that our, means our, I'm our, taking our, a note so we can talk about budget. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's yeah. Budget is, um, yeah. We we were very early in the space when we realized that, that the budget we got wasn't going to be enough. Yeah, yeah. Just out of curiosity, if you don't mind me asking, you don't have to answer this. You don't want to, but like, um, you know, typically with the with the one three shows, what what budget do they give you guys? 
I, I think somebody told me this an episode or two ago. I just can't, I can't remember it genuinely. I mean, I don't, I don't know if it's top secret or not, but um, I don't we, think we, it we, is. We, um, we, we, we were given 20,000. 20, okay. All right. How quickly into the design process did you guys realize you're like, oh, okay, uh, this ain't going to be enough? Yeah, I, I I made the mistake of putting a team together who all like single shots and are very single shot happy. <laughs> um, and so you so you you quickly eat through things very very quickly. Cues money. Hear that, Jamie? This is our crowd, um, man. Yes, we uh, yeah, I mean we 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 were we were within a month in, and we already knew that we were going to be doing things that were going to well exceed our budget. And so, yeah. um, luckily, one of one of our our team members, him and his family gave a, a large donation on top of our budget. Um, other team members have put in additional funds and purchased product and and secured 1.3 and 1.4 Pro for us and yeah. donated to shoot the club. Um, some club members have donated product to us. The actual the club itself purchased our match for the show. Um, so we, we've gotten a lot of stuff in there to help with the with the overrun, but yeah, we, we blew the budget out of the water within the first probably six weeks. <laughs> well, it's you know it's better to find out early. <laughs> uh, did you wind up having to break out, um, you know, sub segments of that budget to the rest of the designers and say, you know, okay, here's how we're gonna like you know pie chart this thing out. Like you've got this slice, we've got this slice. I mean, is that I mean, I we we pretty much from the very very beginning was willing to essentially cover whatever it cost, and nobody at all in the team was restricted to a a limit of of budget or cues. Um, most people on who scripted had probably anywhere from a minute and a half up to three minutes segments. Cool. Um, so they were all fairly manageable. I mean, I, I covered about like I said, I mentioned earlier, I covered about half the show just me, but um, everybody was pretty much given. Pretty much whatever they wanted. Um, about halfway through our scripting, we switched out a team member and actually added in um, a new team member. And, and I was like, "Here's your segments for you." He's like, "What's my cue count?" I'm like, "You don't have a cue count. Just whatever you want to script, and we'll, we'll figure nice, it man. out." Very cool. And so then that's always been been the thing. Like, you know, do it how you want to do it, and we'll figure out the financial reasons or the donations or what we got to do to cover what your creativity is going to be. And so. Um, just you know, then that's again, that just goes back to having the help of all the resources of, of the people on the team. Yeah, totally. Do you guys shoot with Cobra? Yes, we 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 do shoot with Cobra. Yes, and uh, so, we, so, are yeah, shooting, I think we are shooting I, a lot of Cobra. Uh, yeah, I bet, man. It's the, from the looks of those pictures, it's like I hope you got a healthy stockpile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our, our KCAP is very much kind of pro Cobra. Um, we have mainly we have three people in the club that have um, probably three fourths of my show covered with with their modules. That's awesome. Dude. Um, and we're talking like seventy to eighty modules for each from each person. That's wow. awesome. Um, so yeah, so we we have that covered. And so I mean, I, I I do know that this you know is one of the largest shows that's ever been shot on Cobra. When the uh, Q count is no longer super secret, <laughs> then I can't wait to. I know what it is. I mean, I mean, if you want to guess, I can give you an over under. Oh, wonderful! I love these games. Uh, <laughs> let's see the what's it, the current Cobra maximum is what is it thirty five hundred events? It's thirty six hundred cues per remote. 
Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, never mind. So for a remote. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, I'm going to go with a nice, go f- Jamie guess. How many remotes? Five remotes? <laughs> I got I to gotta round number. Jamie, go first. I'm going to say 4,000. We are somewhere in between those two numbers. Wow, Ooh, baby. Wow. So I, I was at PGI and um, I'd helped uh, with with the Spirit of 76 and, and the drone show a little bit. Oh, I was up at the set up there. And I was talking to Scott Smith was there from Cobra was there. And we were talking and, and he's like, and I asked him, hey, you go, you're going to be at Sky Wars this year. And he's like, yeah, it's like, there's some team there that's shooting the show with, with this many cues. And he was like, yeah, I'm coming yeah. to, to see it. And I'm like, I'm like, that's my show. He was like, That's your show. He was like, "Whoa!" He was like, "So he, so, so we're talking about how we're going to do." It. He's like, "So you're taking the time code and you're going to split it into two remotes and all that kind of stuff." I'm like, "Yeah, we're using two remotes, putting the time code, have the audio box on there." And and he was like, "All right, well, good luck with that." And I like, <laughs> Call me if you need me, <laughs> right? Yeah, and um, and he told me that at that time that. As far as they're concerned, as they're aware of, our show will be the largest show ever shot with Cobra. That's beautiful, dude. So, that's awesome. No, I that's like awesome. Congratulations, first, first and foremost. It's challenging, man, splitting up the scripts. Um, it's a different animal. It's a different yeah. workflow. I had to do it in 20, 2020, and it was a an odd workflow to tackle. Um you know, having just learned Simpty like the week before Scott was. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it, you know, I, I, I've been working, had, had had some conversations with, and then, and with Cobra support with Zach and Brandon of their, their support. And that's how Scott found out. Cause yeah. I've been talking with them about how to do it. And then um, Drew over finale kind of walked me through how to split the scripts and finale and stuff like that. And so um, the resources of, of finale and Cobra have really kind of helped kind of ease some of the stress that, cause we went into this knowing that our limit was 3,600 cues yeah. and, and we were three quarters of the way scripted and we were already like 3,500. And I'm like, yeah, we're not going to make yeah. 36. We're going to blow through 36. <laughs> and so 4,000 is like, okay, maybe, maybe, maybe we'll get around 4,000. We blew through 4,000 pretty fast. And I'm like, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> yeah, and so, yeah. So. You know, kudos to you guys for, for like backing off of the, the things that you believe might constrain you, right. For the sake of creativity, right. Because like the tools can do it, you know, like, regardless of how you get to that point, you get to the point and, you know, the system's completely capable of splitting it up and, you know, you can run umpteen, you know, billions of cues on, uh, you know, umpteen thousands of remotes just tied together via SMPTE. But like, it's just cool when you just flat out say, you know what? No, we're not going to, we're not going to put up with any constraints. We want to be com- as creative as we can. And, you know, this is how you achieve that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, and we come from a club that's full of, you know, prime scripters i mean like mm-hmm. the people on, in this club and on this team i mean you can see their youtube videos all, all over the place of all their shows and you know you can't put people like that into a box and be like okay this is only what you're oh, allowed sorry. i know man you guys are you guys are hot shit out there oh. so we, we wanted to make sure that everybody had the opportunity to put i want to make I'm sure really everybody trying. had the opportunity to, to, to put in their best possible yeah, right. script and creativity so do you want to, you want to throw a shout out to your, to your teammates, the other scripters? I mean, obviously. Yeah. I mean, so, um, you mentioned Travis's name already. So Travis obviously <laughs> is, as one of the scripters on our team. Um, another one is Justin Fletcher. Um, we just call him Fletcher and you know, he gets, he gets all the crap all the time. Um, <laughs> cause he, cause he, 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 he was, he, he was one of the last ones to finish his segment. 
Um, <laughs> I have I, I have Jacob Summers. He's the one that's from Oklahoma and Arkansas. Um, he does a lot of city shows and stuff down there. And Party nice. Vehicles does some amazing stuff. Um, I have Richie Bryson, um, member of KCAP. He's been around the area and he does lots of shows for KCAP. And then I have what I believe is probably the youngest scripter to ever script for Sky Wars, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have the um, the kid prodigy, Zach Kubrix. Um, oh, he's dude. A, he's the he's fro? 18. He, the fro? The fro? I, the my fro. man. It's my <laughs> main man, the fro. Yes, he he I got he, yes, He's my he video got, buddy. So he so he was our late addition. So we had Hot another script. Another script that had to back out, and so I added Zach, and I'm like, "Hey, you want to be a part of the team?" And he was like, "Sure." Hey, He's Donnie, like, you have chosen music? wisely, buddy, because <laughs> Zach is yeah, Zach is really coming to his own. I was so damn impressed with his work uh, this past summer. He had a couple of shows that he sent. Um, I actually, he sent me a, uh, I think it was a finale sim early on of, I think it was the, the Greta Von Fleet show that he did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he said, and I saw that, uh, the finale sim, I'm like, oh, this is good. This is good. And then he shot the show. And I think that was the one that might have been a little, was that the one that was a little smoked out? Yeah, I think yeah, well, yeah, as well as the but still, guy, dude. Yeah. I mean, you, just watching that, I was like, I I remember sitting in the car, like I was on a sales call for work, and sitting in like like an Olive Garden parking lot or something, watching <laughs> it on my phone. I was ear to ear smiles the entire time. I'm like, I am so damn proud of this dude, because it's like he's he's gone from, you know, scripting stuff. Like he just completely changed his style, and it like for the like for the better. His work before was good, but like it's just insane how quickly his his design style matured. Yeah, I we 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 put him in a in a very spot outside of his comfort zone. Um, he, when he joined, I'm like, hey, here here's the music you get to you get to join you get to you get to script to. And um, he was like, well, that's not what I would normally script to. But me listen to it and figure it out. And um, he got into it, man, and he he absolutely killed it with his segments. And I love it, man. Um, once we got everything combined together, he hopped in there. He helped me go through and review line by line to find any little oddities, anything that was off, any angle that was weird, any shot that was doubled up. Like he yeah. combed through our script and found every little thing that that was off and helped clean it up. And I love that um, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Kid, the kid is is a brilliant when it comes to coming to party musicals and detail, detail. Yeah, he's uh, Jamie. I saw that. I'm not putting three coins in the jar because "damn" is not a bad word. <laughs> Four. Drawing the line, man. <laughs> that that beggars another cool question, though. So, how do you guys? Because obviously, you know, a show has to have a show's got to have flow, right? And then when, I'm I'm sure when you're getting a lot of these scripts back, you're looking at the scripts and you're like, okay, how does this particular segment fit into the grand scheme of things? Did you guys have to do any major edits to the soundtrack or did you have to tell certain designers to like pump the brakes in spots or maybe change this because the flow didn't seem right? Like how, how do you manage that piece of it? I mean, I, th- I think surprisingly for us the flow turned out really, really well. I, I had the master file out there and I would, I would, and I worked out of the master at all times. Yeah. And I, and I had, I had the song in the middle and I had then the ending and so I let everybody kind of work around work around what I had done. And so that gave them some ideas on the people who were before me and then kind of in between my segments on on how to kind of, you know, fit in and kind of mesh with what I had done. And everybody else just kind of scripted theirs and everything kind of blended together and it meshed. And we really didn't have to do any broad 
broad scale of like, you know, making adjustments or something like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the, the biggest thing is you just want to be cognizant of knowing that, you know, you don't want to smoke out the person after you with putting up too much stuff. And so there was a yeah. little bit of, yeah. there was a little bit of that of maybe toning it down just a little bit in your scripting style because you didn't want to completely smoke out the guy who was coming after you. Um, Especially, you know, if it was that type of song where you needed kind of, you know, some some special effects or something like that. Right. But yeah. that was really the only major concern for us was just want, you know, to try to avoid completely smoking out the person that was coming after you. Well, I mean, your soundtrack kind of dictates to a lot of your flow, I would imagine. I mean, I, I guess you guys probably laid the soundtrack out to, you know, you create a flow baseline, right? But I mean, like when those guys script their tunes, did they kind of, did they have an idea of the entire cohesiveness of the track? Did they get the opportunity to listen to that? Or did they just, you know, they had their song and then they scripted to their song and then you guys kind of, um, I guess, worried about that that macro flow later? Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, we, we had the entire soundtrack in, in Finale, so they could kind of listen to the entire soundtrack and then they knew that, you know, their segment started at this time and it ended at this time. And so for them to kind of, you know, their segment was, was you know, they had their song essentially to, to kind of script to. And so, um, you know, that, that was pretty much, you know, and then just making sure that, you know, the very tight endings and stuff blended together just right, you know, so there wasn't a whole lot of overlap. Yeah, that's special, man. It sounds like you have a really good thing going with, with all of these guys because like yeah. collaboration efforts in scripting, I mean, it's so easy to... Yeah, you're, it's so easy to fall into your niche as a designer. Um, but then, you know, usually when you have so many creative minds in one space, it is hard to make a track that's cohesive. You know, so it's, it's hard to put up an entire show that's cohesive. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it absolutely was. I mean, I, I was worried from the beginning about trying to, you know, obviously blend it all together and what it was going to look like and was it going to blend and look like a single person script of the show because that was ultimately our goal. We didn't want to go out there and make it look like we had six different people scripting the show. The show had to had to look like one person scripted it. And ultimately it was, it for whatever reason, it just, we got lucky and it just all came together where once we blended all the pieces into into the single the single VDL visual, I yeah. mean, it all just came together cohesively as it looks like one single person scripted the entire show. And then you have those elements of each individual person that if you know how they script, you'll be able to pick out what their segment was. The creative aspects of this stuff. And I, I know a lot of people, you know, will tune into the podcast and they, they hope to get the, the, the tangible stuff and the workflow stuff. Um, but, you know, I, this month being sky wars month you know it's it's it is really special to kind of dive into the things that we that we see with the mind's eye right because you know the design aspect of the show and the creative aspect of the show that's i think that's one of the hardest parts to to articulate to people in the grand scheme of things you know because it's like you figure that stuff out as you go as a designer and you kind of just learn the tips of the trade and you learn the tools and you learn your, your workflows and your process, that's stuff that can be taught. But like the creative stuff is really, really hard to, to articulate and, and kind of talk about because it's so subjective. It, you know? it is, yeah. And I mean, when you look out there, I mean, across you know YouTube and videos, and you know every, you can watch videos from many different designers and artists, and you can see you know each person has their own their own style and their own their own tempo and their own way they do things. And I mean, it's easy to go out and like I'm going to copy this, 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 I'm going to put it into a finale to a, to a show, and you're going to get something that's going to look okay. Yeah. yeah. But what what really takes that show from 
an average and okay show is having that just innate ability to have that artistry and that yeah. that that visual in your head of what you want it to look like and be able to make it look like that is just something that's you just can't really teach that to somebody. Yeah. What's yep. your favorite part about incorporating DMX into your shows? The I, workload. I, the workload. <laughs> the workload. I like having, uh, I like single shots so much. I'd like to do, you know, 75% more of them with blinking lights. Yeah. That, that 4th of July show in 22 was, was absolutely horrendous. The amount of work. I mean, we spent the entire day before prepping all the one for, and literally I spent an entire day setting up DMX. And right. at that point in time, I was like, this is the last time I'm doing like a full blown DMX type of personal <laughs> show because it's the workload. The, the work is just, it's just, it's ridiculous. It's, yep. it's a time, timeline though. It is a time suck of, of setup. Yes, and it is. Dots I mean, everywhere. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I like the, I like the use of the use of, of flame machines and stuff like that. And yeah. we had originally when we were going to do Sky Wars is we were going to have DMX. We had plans to do um, flame machines. We had some moving head lights we had acquired Ooh. that we were going to that we were going to toss out there. Um, we had a lot of DMX in in place, and as we kind of went through and developed and stuff like that, and I just kind of got to the point where the DMX isn't going to make or break the show. If we put DMX right. in there, we're not going to win this show based off of having some flame machines out there going for thirty seconds or right. having some lights blink on and off. We're going to win this show based off of the fireworks and the creativity mm-hmm. and artistry of that. And at that point, that's when we I kind of decided at that point I, I'm not putting the effort into it. It's just it's too much work for probably no return on our investment for the show. Makes sense. Well, and then they, you know, with, with DMX too, it's so, it's easy to get carried away. I mean, I, I learned that the yeah. hard way at uh, Octoblast last year, right? Because that was the first year that I used the bar lights at the lake in Power Rangers the year, that same year. But then later in the year, I bought like eight of these, these seven R moving heads and they were awesome. They're real, real nice looking moving heads, but it's so easy to just create so much chaos in the sight picture that you're like, Oh, we're getting lost either that or, you know, especially with the moving heads, you know, if you don't position those just right based on what direction, um, the wind's coming from prior to the show starting, I mean, you almost have to, to base your line position a couple hours before the show on like wind charts. Um, because if it's wrong, then you're only going to catch certain movements. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, and, and that was that was kind of you know just kind of some of the gist behind us, kind of moving moving away from that is, you know, we just didn't want to put that effort and just you know it, it wasn't it wasn't going to bring us any, any value ultimately. You know? Yeah, yeah. I was wondering, man. I, I was wondering when I saw your 2022 show. Um, I was like, ooh, all right. We have a we have. One guy who maybe if I, you know, if, if, if I or Jamie asked the DMX question to, maybe he's going to say yes. <laughs> but yeah, it, it was there, man. It, it was it was on the radar and it was still on the radar until probably about, I don't know, I would say about six weeks ago. It just kind of was like, no, I'm not putting him, I'm not putting him <laughs> into it. <laughs> you have There's not chosen to the way of pain. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it sounds like you, uh, you're giving the 18 or twos enough to do as it is. Yeah, I, I would have had to add a third one probably if I would have done DMX. <laughs> well, I, with the size of that crazy. field, though, yeah, I, yeah, you're probably right. I mean, honestly, though, if I think your 2022 show, if I remember 
reading the the description right, um, you had was it close to you had a few thousand DMX cues, didn't you? Yeah, I, did. I think I had about fifteen hundred. I think DMX cues or something like that. Yeah, I, so it's like show. oh boy, I feel like I should know this. Um, what's the DMX event limit? Uh, it's, like 3, right it's like three. It's like three. It's like three thousand. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, it's three yeah. three thousand per universe, and it's like ten thousand per remote or something like that. Oh, so many little things to be cognizant of, man. <laughs> so I don't blame you, I guess, on a field that size, because it'd be easy to say, you know what? Oh, let's just go ape shit. Yeah, time, and, that, and that timeline would be insane too. Yeah, and uh, and, and when you, when your audience is, is so far back too, if you're trying to do like par lights or something up close. They're not going to see in the very back. No. Yeah. Well, not only that too, like we talked about this with, um, I think it was David, um, you know, what you guys did at, or what, you know, Dan did and what the mm -hmm. Verge, it was Verge Arrow, right? And Correct, Sky, yeah. or not Sky Wars, PGI with the PGI. Terminator head. Like that was the perfect implementation of special effects and fireworks. I thought it was so yeah. good. Yeah, that, that was incredible. Yeah, Dan had Dan had sent us the ones that were helping him out. He had sent us the the, the simulation from from finale of it, and it's awesome, man. I was like, this is this is gonna be crazy. And then we got there and seen it live. You're like, holy crap! Like this is a whole another level yeah. of of incorporating drones into a fireworks show. And he he had tried to do something similar to that um, last year after Sky Wars at the NFA here in Kansas City. Really? Um, and they had they had an issue with getting the drones off the ground Aww. for that show, and so this was kind of his makeup from from that show and kind of his redemption, and it turned out absolutely phenomenal. PGI, yeah, yeah. Well, I, if I remember correctly, he was one when when DMX first came out. I think didn't they run out when they were the the main show at Sky Wars um, that year? I think they ran out like all those. Um, speaker stands with the par lights on them but they, you're right they just don't have the effect that you wish they had you you almost need really 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 impressive gear to to pull something like that off yeah i think i think that was the finale i think that was their show in, in 21 where he had those wooden towers and he had like three yep. lights on yeah. on each tower and he had them stretched across the front and it's like that and that was that was kind of something i'd had in my mind too of like creating some type of an effect like that as well when i was going into the Skywars shows like you know, that was kind of a you know that large of a scale of lights is what it would take to make it any sort of an impressiveness at a show. Oh but, yeah, for yeah. sure. You would need so many of them to create like some really big cool array because like it was it was kind of underwhelming you know when he first rolled that out. But really you know the the first person through the wall that kind of plays around with that stuff is always going to get bloody. Right. Oh I mean, yeah, absolutely. Just, you, absolutely. You live yeah. and you live and learn, and the dude you know pretty much like he kind of took that knowledge based on what you see and he wound, he wound up doing the, the ordeal with the drones at PGI that just, you know, I like, that was, that was awesome. Oh my gosh. It was so cool. I like, I listened to, uh, I listened to Sam's podcast. Um, uh, what last, was it last week? Um, where she kind of pulled in all the guys and like just all the coordinated effort from all of the different teams that, that had something to do with that show. It was really cool to kind of listen to their takes on yeah putting that thing up. Yeah, yeah. Dan, Dan, Dan has some phenomenal ideas. Like, I mean, he's a member of KCAP as well. And um, we get the opportunity to kind of use him as a resource for, for stuff as well. He's supporting and supplying us with some stuff for, for the show as well and opened up all of his equipment for us to use and stuff like that. And so um, he's donated some equipment and stuff that we're actually going to be using and, and some effects in our show and just the creative stuff inside his mind. And you talk to him about ideas and stuff. And, and he just has these crazy ideas that, he puts out there and, and they work. It's like, I, I, 
you wouldn't imagine this stuff would work, but he somehow yeah, puts it together yeah. and, and makes it work and does these phenomenal shows. And it's, it's just crazy. The dude is, is amazing. Yeah. Did you go to, were you at Cobra Con? I was not at Cobra Con. I have not, I have not been at Cobra Con yet. Okay. So when he did DMX at Cobra Con, right, he took these par lights and then pulled the, the top off his 55 gallon drums and then just put these over top of, uh, the, the par lights, but it was a really cool effect. He kind of had them in like this little arc formation out on the field. And it looked really cool because you need something to diffuse that light. You know, I I think you learn that right away. The first time that you start screwing on with a lot of these lights, um, you know, you don't want to look right into the light. You know, they look cool if you're kind of off kilter from some of the LEDs, but if you're someone who's unfortunate enough to be sitting directly in an eye line of some of those, um, you know, those diodes, it, it hurts man it can hurt depending on what fixture you've got you know those rockville fixtures that that jamie and i rock those are bright when you're staring at them head on <laughs> yeah they are <laughs> so it's like when you find creative ways to kind of diffuse that then you know you can kind of start playing with different creative avenues that kind of go along with it but i i give it to, to dan man he's a hell of a designer and you know he's I like how he's kind of adapted the special effects stuff and you can tell that it really means something to him because he continually tries to, uh, to basically just keep evolving the look. Oh yeah. And yeah. And we have, I mean, in this, in this world of, of pyro and pyro musicals, you're always looking for that next big thing that nobody's ever done. Um, you know, when we go into, we, you know, we went to Sky Wars this year and we're like, okay, what can we do that's never been done before? <laughs> yep. I think that's, yeah, the, I think everybody says difficult. that genuinely. Yeah. It's yeah. difficult. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I, 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 as, dancers. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, and at some point you hit that plateau where what else can you really do more? Cause yeah. you're limited. I mean, you get to the point where you're literally, you're limited on, on space. There's so many shows on that field. Yeah, you know, and when I'm having to have conversations with Rob, tell me, "Hey, I need this much space," and he's like, yeah. "Well, I got to play some Tetris to find it for you." <laughs> um, you know, because that's you know it's a big part of our show and stuff like that. And so, you know, there really is a limit to how much you can do out there. So you have to kind of find creative ways to utilize the space differently than other people have. And yeah. that was just that was one of the th- challenges that we really put on ourselves as a team was to what is some effects that we can do that's that's never been done before. Yeah. Speaking of effects, kind of departing from the the DMX discussion here, where do you guys have product coming from for your show? So, okay, yeah. So this kind of, this is the kind of a funny story. So we we got so so when Mo Pyro came to us, Rob, and they came and said, "Hey, you know, you guys want to do a show?" We're like, sure. Um, and so I'm like, you know, and so when I took over kind of the lead, I'm like, I've got to start reaching out and finding finding product. Um, so when I was starting to reach out for one three product. I reached out to RKM and Casabella. I'm like, hey guys, I'm Donnie. You may not know me. I'm from KCAP. I'm doing Sky Wars this year. Hey, I need some help with product. You, would you guys, would you guys mind I see where donating this funny some product? Going. Would you guys mind donating some product to us? Um, maybe you know, helping to cover our account until afterwards. And that's how they found out they were competing against us. That's how we found out we were competing against them. Uh, Awkward. So, but yeah. But, but even at that, I mean, we are getting a significant amount of product from RKM, from Casabella. I mean, nice, they've dude. been, I mean, they, they've been great. I mean, they've, um, he, they've emailed, he chatted me last week. He's like, Hey, I, I over pulled product. I actually took something that was yours. Um, when we get to the site, I'll give you the product back. And I'm, I switched out with something else. Um, so I mean, they're, you know, and they were worried about getting my product there on time. Um, they went ahead and, 
impacted onto David's truck. So David will be bringing my product from our oh, KM cool. for me. Nice. Um, Costa Bella. We're getting a lot of stuff from, we're getting some nice stuff from Wayne's World um, as far as 1.3. And then um, as far as 1.4 one, one Pro, I think the go-to in the market is, is Marcus at Fireworks Forever. Yeah. Yep. Um, that dude is is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, I, was trying, I, was, I was trying to stay on some shipping and he was like, <laughs> and I'll, like, I'll swing by after PGI. He's like, I'm coming to PGI. I'll just load in the back of the truck and bring it to you. And um, he bring it, he, he dropped it off at our Airbnb um, for us and literally just hand delivered it there. We've gotten some stuff from American Hotel. Labeling party. Right, yeah. Oh, that's so much fun, Laven. <laughs> Marcus, yeah. you want to stay? <laughs> but yeah, that, that, that's really been a, some, you know, some of our, most of our, our, our biggest supporters and, and that, yeah, I mean, for us, it was only so we only have so many connections when it comes to, to one three kind of you know some people here in the in yeah, Midwest yeah. like that you know and um, yeah just so happened to be the people we were competing against so I, I know they they <laughs> they watch the product I have on hold uh, David would be like hey you got some pretty good strategies on hold you know so I mean I I know I know he's been eyeballing what what we what we've been what we're putting up so um, <laughs> but it, hey it, it's cool it's cool it's all in how you use it right. That's right. It's all in how you use it. You can play yeah. a mind game with them. You just you order, order a bunch it of fake products. Just order yeah, it and yeah. don't use it. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. order a bunch of fake products and just put in a magazine afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> you better order well, here, it. You can have this uh, back. We got something else. <laughs> when he gets there, then just start sending up those Japanese shells, you know? <laughs> <laughs> David's going to be like, where the hell was that? <laughs> I thought we couldn't use 12 inch. <laughs> we had that in inventory? <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, I, yeah. Dude, I love how I you guys are all competing against one another and it does not in any way, shape, or form prevent all of you from helping each other. I just I love that about the community. Yeah, it, it does. And I mean, if and if they were short product, I, they would they would give it to me before they would use it. That's just yeah. that's just the that's just the way the way the way the pirate community is, is you you help each other out whether you're competing against each other or not. Um, you're you're going to help out the other the other guy just as much as, as as you. So I mean, it's it's been a wonderful experience. Really, my first time kind of diving into the one three relationships with with these with these people and building these connections. And yeah, um, yeah, it's just it's been a great experience. Was this your first time designing with one three? Um, yes. That's awesome, dude. I, you guys do enough shows, I guess, and you have enough knowledge kicking around between all of the minds in KCAP that I'm, I'm sure when it comes to, you know, testing and, you know, different assortment lift times and things like that, you know, you probably, everybody's probably got it. Uh, or is it safe to say it? Everybody's yeah, got it. I mean, that, that, that's a bit of obviously being the club, you know, you know, I get to go on, we have, you know, four or five shows at least a year that I get to go and work with one, three on setting up stuff like that, seeing it, watching it. So I, I've had a lot of hands-on experience out there using it and seeing it and kind of understanding it, but actually, you know, scripting a, a general show for with one, three, this was kind of the first time around that, but that's where coming in and having the multiple scrippers on your team that have had that experience in the past. Yeah. That when we're starting to figure out, you know, okay, you know, what's, what's lift time should be. It's like that, you know, and the pirate community has a lot of information out there documented as well um, yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. So th there's a lot of resources out there to help with the learning curve, but yeah, this was definitely my, my first dive into any, large scale one three designing boy you are drinking from the fire hose oh i, I mean yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah right did you right. i mean so how much experience did you had with um, with finale prior to this i mean w when you started back in what 2020 i mean did you dive right in with with finale or was it 20 2019 or 2020 you did your first yeah, first part of musical was twenty twenty. I, I used Cobra Show Creator um in twenty and in twenty one I used Cobra Show Creator and then um in twenty two 
Um, Spirit of State and Six had their um, their Mo Pyro KCAP competition that they have every year, um, and I was on the KCAP team that year, and so. I, I went ahead and downloaded Finale at that point and, and nice. kind of used it to help with that show. And that was my first kind of diving into Finale. So I, I've only been using Finale for about a year and a half now. Yeah. So you're um, a pro. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah fully, fully yeah, all, all the everything. But, um, yeah, but yeah, 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 you know, but um, we had, you know, the Fro Kid. Um, he did a lot of he did, yeah. he, 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 did, he did a ton of visuals for us, by the way. So nice. um, he, he knows how to do that. I, I challenged him and I sent him one. I'm like, Hey, I need you to recreate this. And he's been like three hours and got it almost completely figured out. But I love um, it, dude. yeah, it's just having the resources and for stuff like that. And, and the club yeah. helps as well. But yeah, fairly new the finale scene, but yeah, I, I'm kind of addicted to it. It's it is nice. Yeah, it's a it's a phenomenal program, man. I, you know, I, I I will say I couldn't have done this show without the pro version of it. Um, just the oh, I bet I can imagine like your rack allocations and just hard enough on a a one four show. Um, I can't imagine what it's like, you know, when yeah, you're when you're spread out to a bunch of shell positions too. Being able to be able to, to customize stuff and create custom labeling reports mm-hmm. and reports and stuff like that just makes makes the prep work. So much easier, as, as difficult as it already is to label and product and making sure things in the right spot. Being able to create some custom labels so you can make sure things are in the right places based off a of label color helps a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be really cool if uh, all the teams got how many labels they printed, how many single shots they had, how many racks they were using. And Rob, when he introduced Sky Wars 2023, says this year's show has twenty five thousand single shots. <laughs> <laughs> Six thousand Krako racks. Yeah, print, just, that would be so print cool. a little. Just print a little <laughs> pamphlet of nothing but dick measuring numbers and send that out to the community for for, for future designers. It'd be for the whole the whole Skywars event, not individual yeah. shows. Everybody gives them their total, and then he tallies it together. It would just be pretty cool to see the vastness of how much is being used this year because it's going to be crazy. Oh yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, just based off of some stuff I've heard, I mean, the yeah. Q count, the, the Q count on the field this year is is Stupid. pretty insane. It's the pretty rack, it's insane. The racks, the single shots, you guys are going to. I, I don't know how there's going to be any room. Yeah, we're, we're yeah, luckily, not going to be any place to ride my scooter, man. Yeah, at least you got <laughs> narrow track. I got you know two foot wide. <laughs> we we, we are <laughs> we are we are are luckily enough. We've got a. An engineer guy in the club who likes to build things, and so um, he's 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 built probably over half the racks or single shot racks that we're using in the show, and some slice racks and stuff like oh, that. That's cool. So, so you guys are uh, you guys are pretty custom. Uh, yeah, abs- oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're similar to 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 the original that that's out there. Um, we call ours K racks. Okay. Um, <laughs> is it like a Krako configuration, or yeah. is it oh, okay? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're, yeah, same configurations. They're a little bit lighter, um, yeah. but yeah. I mean, he he did a. He's an engineer. He has access to all that kind of stuff, and yeah, um, he basically made them for the club only. And so, I think uh, I think he cut enough to make like twenty five hundred single shots or something like that. So, oh my! Between oh, all man. the club, between all the club members, <laughs> we were able to source. Enough nice. for enough racks for our, our show. And then after it's over, you guys are going to have a uh, club event. And you're going to raffle racks off. <laughs> <laughs> and we just keep, he makes them and we just keep buying them. We just keep buying them up the more he makes. So I don't, yeah. Uh, I love that, dude. And well, and that's cool too with Finale Pro. I mean, that means you basically go in there and then conf- you, like, you make your own rack configuration and then 
you know, Finale is going to do a lot of that heavy lifting when it comes to placing shots. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That made a, a heck of a lot of difference. Yeah. Cause I just create everything into three by six rack setups basically in Finale. And yeah, at the end, it told me I needed like 160 of those. And so I was like, sweet, we got them. <laughs> That's beautiful, dude. <laughs> That's awesome, man. So when you guys get out to the field, what's your, what's your workflow process from, I, I guess what day are you getting there? First off, I'll, I'll be there Tuesday. Tuesday. Okay. I think pretty much all of the teams are going to show up on Tuesday. It sounds like, yeah, like yeah, so yeah, you we guys will have, have the field all divvied up um, and ready to go prior to, but like, I would imagine KCAP is going to come out in droves, right? You guys going to have like half a billion people come Absolutely. out. Absolutely. Oh, there well, you go. Gar- guys guarantee, that ha- army, man. guarantee, guarantee <laughs> half the pyros on the field will be in our, our custom KCAP Skywar shirts. Seems past everybody. Hey, you KCAP? Of course you are. KCAP's <laughs> like a cult. <laughs> if you see one of us, there will be a whole group of us. Exactly. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> yep. are, are you kind of like the, the primary project management on site? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. I, I know that. Um, I mean, essentially for our show, yeah, I feel like it's in a business world kind of a sense. I, I'm the project manager essentially of the show. Um, I've been the one that's been organizing um, the flow of all the prep parties, the printing of labels and reports and um, phone calls and arrangements for mm-hmm. you know everything that we need on the field, um, equipment and all that kind of stuff. So I, I've kind of been that person and you know, day of and the week that we're out there, I'm going to be that person where I'm going to be the one running around and trying to you know, find all the answers for everybody. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I've been trying to put myself in that space during our prep parties and not work during the prep parties and just kind of oversee. Um, so that way when I'm there at Skywars, I'm not head down working laning cues doing work. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I can I can have that headspace to be able to look and see and observe and see, okay, this is where we are, this is where we need to be. How we, how do we get from point A to point B today to make sure that we're not behind schedule for tomorrow. Basically what I just heard is when this show goes off without a hitch and it's beautiful and wonderful, the team did a great job. But if something messes up, what did you do? <laughs> what the <laughs> did John oh man absolutely <laughs> <laughs> Doing good, bro. That's I was so proud of myself. Tonight. I went basically like uh, I, I think in you know we just recorded Scott's episode yesterday, and I think I went that entire episode without saying one dirty word. Fail. <laughs> this thing's already up. yeah. Well, <laughs> this thing's up to three dollars and seventy five cents. I think two dollars of it was the first. I'm gonna start episode. posting this weekly along with the episode. It's, you know, I'm gonna add that to the uh, the thumbnail. It's just gonna have a dollar amount, and everybody's gonna know what it what it means. Uh, Bumper sticker. Do you give out jobs? I mean, do you have like section leads or group leads where, you know, like guys, you'll have people assigned to shell positions. You'll have people assigned to single shots. How do you, how do you handle that? Yeah. I I mean, we're obviously we're hoping we get there on Tuesday. We get to start landing, you know, one, three, get all that done. Hopefully, you know, Wednesday, Thursday. So uh, our plan is we have most of the people obviously at that point doing the one, three type stuff that way, third, that way, Friday, Saturday, you kind of hit the one, four, but um, basically each person on our show who's had a scripting part, but who's on the team, um, the core people of it, um, we'll basically, we'll kind of give them areas that they're going to be in charge of as the person cool. to kind of, you know, to kind of supervise, you know, the one, three areas, supervise, you know, studying angles and verifying angles and all of our, all of our single shot racks, you know, making sure that, you know, everything is turned and facing the, the correct direction on the field, um, stuff like that. So, I mean, yeah, we will have some, some divvied up responsibilities where each member, um, is kind of overseeing some certain areas and then, um, the other, 
999 million K cappers will will do all the busy work for us. It's just have like a uh, you should just buy an old school bus or something, you know, just paint paint a bunch of, of a flowers semi. on it and K cap stuff and you know. have a semi. That's well, I, yeah. I mean, I, mean, we, I guess that is easy. way cooler. We will be easily identifiable on the field because we we all we all will have the same color and shirt on. So we will love like. it. Love it. Yeah, I it's it sounds to me like that. I mean, that's that's logical. It sounds logical, right? You know, the guys with intimate knowledge of the script, um, you know, kind of have that insight into, um, you know, to bridge the gap between design and especially if the rest of the team isn't necessarily familiar. Uh, with the show, you know, putting those people in charge of, um, you know, like section leads or different spots on the field. Um, that sounds like the right thing to do. I mean, obviously it sounds like the right thing to do and it's your proper project management process. But once you get out there and then you yeah. start to go haywire, is that how it's really going to be? Who knows? I mean, we hope so. I mean, we hope you get out there and everything goes peachy and Saturday we're sitting back in lawn chairs, having a couple of drinks, just watching everybody else yeah. work. Yeah. I mean, that's the ultimate goal, obviously. But, um, you know, once you get out there in the field, we all know Sky Wars is, is a whole nother monster once you get out there oh, and, yeah. and how you how you can handle that pressure once you get there. Um, that'll dictate, you know, how, how your week goes and, and how your, ultimately how your Saturday goes. Right. And yeah. project management is, is such a huge part of, you know, the overall experience. It's crazy how many different, you know, intimate little pieces of knowledge that you have to have through the entire process. Like you, you have to be a jack of all trades from beginning to end to get this stuff off the ground. But the beauty of, of doing this stuff as a club unit, right? I mean, you guys, you guys all have a lot of the same cadences, right? You have a lot of the same processes and workflows because that's kind of what's, you know, that, that's what's encouraged and taught in that club scene. So like it, it really does help, right? There's a lot of, um, I guess, preface knowledge that comes into it for, before we ever go out there, right? You know, because everybody has a basic general knowledge of how to do simple tasks. And then you're to a point where it's just like, okay, well, if I'm uh, bored, then one, I'm probably not doing it right. And I just need to go ask Donnie, uh, what the hell I need to do next. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and that, that's you know, the advantage of the club. I mean, you get to work with all these people at all these club shoots all the time. So you know how they operate. You know how people how people work. You know, we have our own within the club, you know, internal you know, safety processes on, on on how to you know, handle yourself around one three and, and one four and you know being safe and being cautious and you know plugging stuff in and double checking and all that kind of stuff, you know. And we put in as I put in as much as I could um, additional steps and measures into prep to help ensure that things are as accurately as possible when we get out there. Everything we did is, is double labeled. We labeled the product, labeled the matches, labeled the product, nice. labeled the matches. They all hate me for that because that was <laughs> a, 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 a lot of work and it was painful. Yeah, yeah. Um, but on the field, when we're plugging stuff in, you don't have to trace the wire back to the shot that's already landed. Yeah. You, just, you just look and boom, you plug it in. And so on the field, so we did wanted to make all of the pain points and all that painful work happen in a controlled setting at prep parties on the weekends. So hey, we're on the field. We're not having to do that in the nick of time and, you know, crunch through some of that stuff. And so yeah. um, doing that prep work ahead of time has, has really helped. And yeah, you know, everybody within the club you know, knows how to, you know, how to land, how to land product. I mean, how to, yeah, and right. that kind of stuff. And so that, that really helps. You know, you don't have a lot of new people out there for the first time. It's like, Hey, I want to help you set up your show and all this kind of stuff. They've never done it before. We're, if you're a member of KCAP, you, you, you've been to shoots, you know how we do it, you know how it's done right, and you know what the That's expectations right. are. You got you to know what you're doing to get your KCAP card. Absolutely. 
<laughs> do you just out of curiosity um all of your gear like firing system kind of pours in over the course of the week i'm sure right well you said actually the the vast majority of it comes from three guys in the club so if you know if that's the case what kind of configurations are you using like what mod configurations do you have are you guys using just like is it a mix of 18s multi-channel mods are you guys slatted are you on board quick plugs um how do you divvy that up and break it out because it, it's always different and i always find this cool it's different with with every designer yeah we we, uh, we have all of the above um, so we have everything from 1836 to 72s to 36s with slats, 72s with slats. We have regular and we have quick plug. And so when you have a club this size, obviously everybody has different, has their own mods that they use for personal shows. And they're all configured differently. Yeah. Um, cool. so yeah, luckily, like you mentioned, I got a majority of them from, from three individuals. I knew what I was getting. Um, literally the day after Sky Wars, I was driving after PGI, I drove home from PGI nine hours, turn around the next day, drove another two and a half hours to a guy's house to pick up, you know, 60 mods <laughs> and, and, you know, 30, 30 Craig coasts, you know, didn't go back home so we could, we could start prepping and stuff. But, um, I, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, an IT type of guy, you know, and, and data. And so I've got spreadsheets everywhere. There you um, go. My so man. basically I just had a breakdown of this are the types of mods I have available to my use. Here's how many channels I needed every position and so you just kind of go through and you just have to kind of mathematically feel like you know we want to have we want as, we want as few 72s on the field as we can because it's a lot of Q counts in one position yeah um, so you just try to kind of work through the 18ms first your 36s we kept um, all of our regular plug mods out on the one three line um, just felt like that was an easier choice to do for yeah, for, yeah. for the speaker wire stuff, and then all the one fours is is quick plug modules, um, beautiful because that, that's where the bulk of your work is, and so you want to make sure yeah. that's fast and easy to land as quickly as you can get through because that's definitely eat up time. Yeah, yeah, well, and it's nice too, just like especially with the the Crico configurations, you know, it's it's nice to just have that in like one local one local piece, and then you know taking that and then dropping it and. Uh, in position and, and kind of going. It sounds. It looked like you guys had a lot of those stacked up. I think I saw some uh, pictures of so a couple pallets worth of <laughs> Greco racks. That, that, was, that was almost one lane on that pallet. Almost one lane. Almost, <laughs> almost one lane. So, so, so here, here's, a, here's a question to the, to the Culver guys. So when you have a 36M Greco rack, do you split it 18 left and right or 18 yep. front and back? I do left and right. Yeah, left and right usually. Uh, I'm I, I do front and back. Do you? That's okay. Cool. That's cool. Walk, so walk me through that. I'd like to. I'd like to learn something here. I I, I don't to me. I don't know. I don't know why I do it, but that's just the way yeah. I I do it. Obviously, for this show, when I when I designed the show, I set it up as all my racks were three by six configurations. Yeah. So yeah. so 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 in an in an, in a thirty six, there was a front and back. Um, so do you I, do, I mean, um, are, are you, are, are you slatted or do you work off of the module when you set those up? Uh, they will, I mean, personally, I always, personally, I use slats that way. It's okay. super easy. Yeah. I, can, I can toss one slat on there and I, yeah, I'm good. Well, that's what I figured too. When you said front and back, I, I, my next question was, you know, are you like, once you land that, you know, say your, your back section of the rack, you know, I, is that more or less, you know, you're out of the way behind the rack, right? Like you land that slat and then, you know, affix it on the back of the rack and then do the same thing with the front. Yeah. And so like, that's the way I, that's the way I've done. It. I mean, and obviously in, in this show, we don't have as many, many slats available. Most of our, our, our modules are, are plugged yeah, directly into yeah. them. So, but yeah, just the, just the way that I, I went into, when I designed it originally was we have a lot of our, 
are you know, are in club K racks that are that three by six configuration. And so that's the reason why I based off that way and then just made the 36s two of those. That's really cool, man. I, that's interesting. Like, AJ and Jamie taught me something this past year with the splitting of the racks. Um, and then, you know, when Jameson kind of took it a step further with the whole, you know, each chamber basically just gets its own hard cue. But it, it was it was cool in implementation because it really does, especially if you use, you know, three foot match, you know, those three foot quick plugs on the racks, like you're limited. You know, it's it's very easy to throw a, a your back left most chamber, you know, you throw a shot in there and if it's addressed poorly or, you know, incorrectly, then it's it's very easy to get stretched out and then you kind of create a big rat's nest rest rat's nest. <laughs> Or yourself, yeah, and, word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and 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 yeah, and I've like that. I've listened to a lot of these podcasts, and that was something that I had actually learned from one of your podcasts was basically hard cueing your your tubes and, and the K racks. And so every one of my every one of my my racks, the back the top left cue is one, and it goes one two three, and then it goes back to four five six. And so I love that, dude. That's cool. so that so that when we were dropping product that we had labeled. If it was if it was Q one, it was in tube one on every single rack. Yep. You mean yeah. Yeah. and Q two, and that way that way, <laughs> yeah, and and that, and that way there there's no there's no confusion on where that shot goes. Yep. If it's Q four, it goes into you know chamber number four on on that rack, and they and they go in order. And so, um, yeah, I figured that out. Let us in the show that somebody else on this on your on your show. You guys are gonna be get done the exact well, same I can, thing. That's amazing. I wish I I was rooting around for a celebratory uh, like soundbite here, but I have none. So I'm gonna add that to my list. <laughs> we taught somebody something. Actually, I do have this one. I don't know if the. Uh, that's the best I got. That's the best I got. It's oh, a good God. one, though. It is. It is. Donnie, do you did you play video games at all when you were younger? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I I grew up on. on do you know Nintendo. that soundbite? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I grew up on, on all the on all the video games, man. Nintendo, the Zeldas, the Game Boys, all that kind of stuff. Love it. Well, when you uh, when you do get a you know some downtime, we'll have lots to talk about. We can talk about video games someday. <sighs> video games and fireworks. We're just gonna be the best of friends, man. <laughs> 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 You're probably one of the uh, few that can say you learned something from this podcast. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I mean, and I mean, but yeah, I mean, again, I think that's, I mean, I don't know, I guess people take different things out of, out of something like this. And, you know, this is to me is what you guys do is an educational kind of thing as well as obviously entertainment as well. But, um, I think just listening to each individual person and how they design stuff, how they script stuff, you can gain a level of, of knowledge from somebody else. I think from almost every one of your episodes, there's probably something in there that I have picked up on that, um, I will use, you know, and down the road yeah. at some point in time. This entire thing, you know, once you see past the the satire, um, it's meant to be educational. But at the same time, I so often on like the Facebook groups and things like that, like the the information is plentiful, but if you know it's coming from a fire hose, so it's just it's really cool. I, I think in this this format and this setting, to be able to sit down with with other designers and people that do this stuff differently because we all we all do the same things right we all do the same things but we all do them we all might do them 40 11 different ways and i i genuinely believe that everything is application based you know depending on what you do when you get out on the field and your site and your setup and your crew and your logistical capabilities that's 
that's where you're going to pull something, right? You'll pull something that, that may work better um, for you than it works for somebody else. And I, I think this is, this is what this is meant to do, right? I, I, this is always, this is never going to be like a closed kind of closed book format, you know, clicky kind of, kind of ordeal. This is, this is always going to be a, um, you know, it's really cool to learn what other people do to put their shows up because I genuinely, but like you're the first person I think I've, I've ever met that, that does the front and the back of the rack. And now like thinking about it, I'm like, <laughs> there's utility in that. You know, I, it's, it's, it's a different way of configuring and setting up the rack, but there's, I, I can see the utility in it. Yeah. And as I, I mean, and obviously I, I get why people do the left and right. Cause left, you can go all of your angles one way, right side, all your angles go the other way. Yeah. Yep. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think in, in a, you know, in a more personal type basis, if I'm using a lot of 36 shot racks, I would, would probably do a, a left and right kind of version of it. Um, it just happened to be that this was the configuration that we were using for this show. And that's why we did the, the, the front and back side of it. I personally do it for that, but also the three meter match that halfway of the rack works out very nice versus front to back. You're coming from the long corners on both directions, especially yeah. if you got the angles. So I do it to keep my meters and my matches down to three meters too. So, or three feet, three footers. Yeah. 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 Same difference. <laughs> <laughs> Metric. Stop talking about it. And, and silly, just by the way, all, 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 all of our match, that, all of our match that we got in our latest batches, we, we've, been te- we, we've been testing <laughs> to make sure. Test, test, test. Good for you. We, 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 Good for you. Just, what just did you do? Case. I hope that when Zach wasn't was done with his script, you didn't like, hey, he's a rookie here, buddy. Uh, little knot here. Check this out. Make sure you look at every one of them. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No, we, uh, you we, see we've been something weird. Yeah, keep a sharp eye. I still don't know. I mean, looking at matches, like pulling some of these back and looking at them. I mean, I guess I'm savvy enough to, to be able to tell you if I see like cracked lacquer or something like that, or, you know, like the lead wires, maybe, you know, like shunted below the bottom of the, um, uh, the compound. But like, I still don't know what to look for when I'm looking at those things. Yeah, I mean everything. Everything out of our most recent batch that we that we just got about a month ago. I mean everything that we've shot it from that has has worked fine. Perfect. I know some other cool. batches that we had. Um, I personally had had some failure in some where they would ignite, but didn't just yeah. didn't like the product. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know, man. Um, I, it sounds like it sounds like that you know bad batches happen. Period. Just it is what it is. Um, I think that's the nature that's always going to be the nature of the beast, especially, uh, you know, anything that's manufactured by hand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know they cut wires and things like that with, uh, machines, but I'm, you know, those I believe the solder joints that are on all of those are man-made solder joints. So, uh, let's see here. Donnie, Donnie Tom's to ground control. What other scoops do you guys want? Uh, let's see. Well, I don't know. So, you, you, I mean, if you haven't told the rest of KCAP what to expect in your show, I don't have any reason to believe you're going to tell me. <laughs> the secret is going to be out. I mean, every, 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 every time me and, me and David talk, I always just tell him something just, just to make him feel like I'm giving him some information. So You should do. You know what you should do? It, is just it, change, it may, change your product it may, it may or not. completely here tomorrow. Jane, I just call, call, call. Her. Hey, I need to switch out of my one three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you have any drone swarm in your show? <laughs> nice, nice. 
<laughs> you probably wouldn't because David has it all. If you're not familiar with what that product is, I didn't know either. People were like, "Hey, just watch you know, the four by four. Yeah, watch. So, 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 he, so he's using all those in, in his in his show. So I need. To oh, look up. I I don't know. I don't know if they're in there. If I were to take a guess, they would be. It's kind of a it's a staple in some of his other designs, and you know he hoards them like a madman. So uh, yeah, I, we, I would assume they're in there. I got my own. I don't know that for a fact. <laughs> Just we, 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 we do have a little, we do have a little open in our show that a uh, little, a uh, little, uh, something that, uh, David will like with RKM. Yeah. Nice. Nice. You're going to, you're going to spell something. No, David. No, no, just, and then right. a word. Give him a razor. Is it just us or does he look like just us or does he look like a twelve year old kid? I love that dude, man. He sent me the picture and I'm looking at the picture and I'm like, wow, I mean, Okay, this is the one you want to use. He's a Toys R Us <laughs> kid. But I, <laughs> what Ellery's comment when Ellery was like, "Is this Make a Wish fireworks?" I, I lost it, man. Oh, God, <laughs> I lost oh, it. I love wow. that they can, you know, that David's cool with that that razzing. But I'm, I, I like, I responded. I was like, "This is, you know, the jokes on us, man." He's yeah. he's got that baby face, so you know, when he's like seventy, he's gonna look like he's thirty eight, and everybody else is gonna, you know, look like death. <laughs> Except for so, your dad, he yeah, still doesn't. True. I don't think he knows how old he is because he gets around like he's still in his forties. He does. He had gray. <laughs> he had white, like gray hair when he was in his when he was yeah, thirty. Though he runs laps around me. <laughs> yeah, he runs laps around me. So I need to get off my ass. Yeah. You're getting up there. You're, you're, you I keep am, dude. In there. Keep I am. In there. I just I realized on Scott's episode, I'm like that was really hard. I'm just going to do it. And then, you know, if I'm consciously aware that I said a dirty word and then I throw a quarter in there, then I feel like I'm making progress, right? Because I'm <laughs> conscious that I just said a bad word. So I don't know. We'll see how this goes. Um, let's see, Donnie, do you have any, uh, you got anybody else you want to say, you want to throw any shout outs to? Um, I mean, I mean, obviously I have my, my wife here that, um, has constantly put up with this for the last you know, <laughs> nine, nine months of our house in complete disarray. And, um, a complete mess, and you know, I'm, I'm pretty much gone every day now for for the last you know month. But um, yeah, she has been she's there by my side. I mean, she she's always been supportive of of the pyro community. She, she had never been around fireworks, yeah. um, until I brought her here for like Fourth of July in like 2018. It was the first time she had hand lit fireworks, and she thought it was the coolest thing ever to light a firecracker oh, or a ball awesome. rocket. And just to see that joy, you know, on on her face and that excitement, you know, just kind of really brought you back to what it was like as a kid to really kind of light yeah. your first fireworks. Yeah. And she, she's been very, very supportive of, of this along the way, even though I, I spend thousands of dollars all the time. As long as she gets her, <laughs> as long as she gets her nails done, she gets her Starbucks. <laughs> I, I, it, it's, it's kind of whatever I want at that point, you know? Um, but she, she likes fireworks. I mean, we're, you know, we're walking on PGI. She's like, you know, if you like that, you should buy it. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's really good. So she goes and, with and, you. And, to, she and, goes with you to PGI. Yeah, she goes with PGI. Oh, I love she, that man. She, that's she, cool. she did. She, she did the shell building classes and and stuff like that. And I mean, man, she bought it. She bought a case of rockets while she was there. That, that that's hers apparently. Ah! Um, but, um, <laughs> those are my fireworks. Don't shoot those. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and I'll, I'll buy. Yeah. She'll she'll be like, hey, if you like that, go ahead son. and buy it. And I'll buy it. And then she'll be like, and I'll be like, hey, you told me to buy it. She's like, you bought it. 
Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, she, she she's been great, very supportive along this this entire process, and awesome. um, she'll she'll be, she'll be happy when when this is over and she gets her house back and gets her mm-hmm. husband back and she gets back to somewhat Full normal life. Full man, right? Petty. And yeah, and, uh, but yeah, she, she she's been the, the the biggest supporter in all this. I mean, obviously. Um, all the KCAP has been been huge in supporting oh, us along, along the way. Yeah. Um, you know, come at the, the you know, the prep parties with me every, every weekend from you know eleven o'clock in the morning until past dark, you know, getting stuff set up and, and prepped and the show team and everybody involved. I mean, this has just been a monstrous task, you know, for, for a club to put something on like this with, you know, just the resources of the club and it, yeah, it's yeah. been it's been phenomenal. This is home, this just, is, I mean, this is a home everything. stretch, man. This is this is where that you know the the sense of family and camaraderie comes from in in the club scene is is moments like these. You know, it's gonna you know, take I, a lot of load off of your shoulders too, having that much support. That's awesome. It, it it does. I mean, yeah, it definitely knows. You know that you know, knowing that there's all the people supporting and helping and and willing to just jump in and help out if you know just a moment's notice. You know, is is definitely takes a lot of that stress off. But ultimately, you know. Being, you know, the, kind of the lead on this and being my show is, you know, those nerves are obviously still there. You know, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. running around here. You know, I mean, we're leaving in, in in a week to go to go down there, and I'm like, okay, I've got to get all this stuff done still, and this and this this has to be done still, and <laughs> I'm, I, I and just trying to just stress to make sure, that, you know, because the more we get done here, the less the less we have to worry about there, and so you know, just trying to make sure that you know, I know I'm going to walk out this door. And, and take off and I'm going to forget something and be like, well, we're just going to be without that. You know, but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it, yeah. It, 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 it's, it's, it's stressful going into it, but yeah, just all the support from, from everybody around us. Well, That's awesome. I, good for you guys, man. I absolutely cannot wait to see the show. Um, I'm super excited for every show that goes up this year. Um, you know, I am super happy to have finally met you. This is this is really fun, man. This has yeah. been cool. <laughs> no, yeah, absolutely, man. This, this is great. I've been not awesome to be able to actually chat with you guys, and I mean, I've seen some shows and and stuff like that, and probably seen you guys out in the field walking around at Sky Wars and on all that kind of stuff. But I've been able to sit down and, and chat with you guys and build some more relationships and some more connections in this pyro world is is fantastic. Heck yeah, yeah man. this show's going to yeah. be uh, this Sky Wars going to be really special. Just getting to meet and talk to all the designers and then seeing their shows. It's going to personal level is going to be pretty awesome this year. So I can't wait. Yeah. I mean, our, our show does have something very, very large in it as well. If you haven't guys heard, maybe. What are we talking about? <laughs> there it is. <laughs> you might've seen, seen those promos that the sky wars have been pounding really hard. Yes. Uh, and I think I saw, <laughs> did you guys have pieces of whatever this really big thing is in pictures too? There, there, uh, there might I, I might have seen a glimpse of it in a picture, but it was kind of hard Easter to make out maybe what it was. Yeah, um, okay. yeah, we, yeah. I, I do leave secrets in our in our club communication and our Discord <laughs> channel. I'll, I'll, I have been all this entire time. I put out little communications yeah. in a thread. I leave them a little secret about you know about what the theme is, and at yeah. the end, if they go back through, they could piece it all together. But uh, yeah, you might you might have seen some some promos out there on on something very large coming. Okay. Nice. Right. We're going to need Easter uh, eggs for Octoblast, Bo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. That, that fits right in. <laughs> right that's in with awesome. the seam. <laughs> the um. So really, I'm gonna I'm gonna deviate really quick because you said uh, Discord. So I was talking to to Curtis, and I think Curtis is a uh, KCAP member. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the, he's the fire. He's the the crossfire tech guy. 
Okay. Is the club totally in on the Discord thing? Because I, I was considering starting a Discord channel for the podcast because I wanted a better place for people to communicate rather than you know just having like the, the Facebook page. I just thought it'd be really cool to do a Discord. And then I was talking to Curtis. Does everybody seem to like Discord in KCAP? Um, I... Most people. Um, so KCAP was was mostly just the website and the forum based, and yeah, um, the forum was always you know always quiet. You get slow response time, and so this past January at our annual business meeting, um, Discord came up, and I had actually had created a Discord server before prior to that, just kind of holding it there in case we ever decided to go that route. And um, had the business meeting in January, people like, well, you know, like you know, let's give it a shot, see how it works, and yeah. it 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 exploded. It, it has turned it, it has awesome, turned into dude. an absolute that monster of a, of a project. So, I mean, it, it, it can't, there, there's pros and cons, obviously. Um, obviously the pros with it is you, you get a lot more organic chatter between club members. I mean, you, yeah. go, from a, you go from a forum base where you post something and nobody responds for a couple of days. Mm -hmm. Now you're posting something, you get a response in seconds. Um, it can get very overwhelming for people who don't have time to spend a lot of time on Discord. Yeah. Um, if you're at home on a computer working from home, like a lot of us do, we have time to be in and out of Discord throughout the day, but then you have the yeah. people who don't have access to it and they go to get on later and they have 300 missed messages and they just never get <laughs> caught up. So we, so we literally, we have to keep threads of important information locked just to keep important oh, information okay. for, the, for those people, for those people to be able to kind of stay in tune with it. Yeah. Um, and then you have to just have to kind of manage and make sure that, you know, all that chitter chatter stuff is kind of in some off topic threads or your general threads. But, um, in probably the first month we had Discord, we had probably had more interactions there than the entire history of the entire form of KCAP That's prior awesome, to that. So, so did it, you, so do you admin the KCAP I, Discord? I do. I, I do add okay. the KCAP Discord. Right. Yeah. So here's what we'll do. After after Sky Wars, um, you know, I'll pick your brain. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll absolutely. Yeah, more than more then... than happy. And yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I, I mean, I know that uh, PG, I think some other clubs had during some of those club meetups had talked to one of our members about Discord or even two like that. So I know there is some other clubs out there interested in that kind of stuff. And if anybody ever wants to um, discuss some of the pros and cons of that, maybe for some other clubs, feel free to you know hit me up after Sky Wars and definitely will share some of the pain points and some of the best practices that we have kind of come yeah. up with. Oh, I love shoot, dude. I, it sounds like, uh, I, that sounds like another podcast episode. Cause I, I want to have, I want to, I'd love to have you back, um, on another episode and, and you know, we'll just in the, in, in, talk about genuine education stuff, right? Post and sky yeah, wars. Yeah. Post sky wars, post madness. Um, yeah, po but, post sky, post K cap sky war champs, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Rumor has it. The other teams like it when you talk to them. You guys take it home. I can't wait to see Jessica all liquored up, ready to go, oh man. <laughs> she is my favorite, dude. I love her. Um, we'll talk after Sky Wars because, like, I the I'm the president of OPAG, and we still do everything on Google Group, and I think BPG does everything on Google Group, and it's just it, it seems to be the norm. It was a norm when I got into the club scene, you know, umpteen years ago. And it's just a really archaic way of communicating and it's not easy to find communication, but I know discord, especially for folks that, that aren't super technologically inclined, it's not the easiest platform to wrap your head around. You know, it, it is. I mean, and, that, and that's where you, I mean, we, we did some trial and error. Um, we kind of set up a certain, a certain way and then, 
Um, we got a couple months in, and we, and we kind of reorganized a little bit, and went with a different, different kind of approach, and it really helped out with some of the organization stuff. And I mean, e- even some of the people who aren't as technically challenged, technically, you know, acute, you know, have the ability that they can still get on there, and they still seem to kind of follow along and get those, you know, a little bit out of it still. Um, but yeah, I mean, one of the, one of the biggest things that we found out, when we realized that was worth the value was right after we started up, we did we did a group buy. Um, one of our members had got a, a, a pretty sweet group buy that expired in like 48 hours and we managed mm. to turn around and do a $12,000 order in like 24 hours. Nice, um, man. Just, just because of, <laughs> just because of Discord, just because of instantaneous yeah, information. Like, right. like the, the group buy was up, the orders were in, 24 hours later it closed and we were placing like a $12,000 order. Yeah. Um, that was that was the advantage of, of having Discord where if we'd done that in a forum, group buys take a week or two because people oh, are getting yeah, in and out, sure. in and, out. Yep. and so now we can we can turn those around with vendors send out hey we've got you know some super crazy sale it's only available for so many hours we can we can turn those around fast yeah I love it. how many members are you guys up to now uh, we, I think we are probably somewhere around about 80 85 I think paid okay. members and then with yeah. some family additions and stuff like that we have close to I think about 100 members on our discord Cool. Nice, dude. Yeah, you guys are definitely one of the bigger clubs. Uh, and, you know, obviously Mopiro is up there too. Um, I don't know what their membership sits at, but it's like OPEG, you know, we're, we're sitting around like 50 some odd members, but it's like, it's always cool to watch the interactions and, and how you guys handle things, right? It's nice to, to look and peer through the window and see how differently clubs are just administered. You want to do your best to encourage people to, to participate but you're only going to ever be as useful as the platform that you use to communicate, period. And it just gets really, really tough doing things over email and uh, forums and, you know, Google groups. It's just, it's, it's a little archaic, man. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Discord opened a whole a whole another window for us, and it's it's been it's been a great addition. I mean, it helps you know to talk about club size. I mean, we're KCAP, Kansas City, everybody additions, but we have members in like seven different states. I mean, um, we've got members in like Nebraska and Iowa and Kansas and Missouri and Oklahoma and um, Arkansas. I mean, we have a whole entire region covered, and um, these people are driving three, four, five, six hours to club events. Um, how, how much they're passionate that's they are. That's crazy, That's how man. passionate that's they are awesome. towards this. Um, I mean, they really Zach, drive that far? Yeah, I mean, well, Zach, you know, um, Hubrex, you know, the pro kid, yeah. he, he, they're, they're, they're in Oklahoma and it's like a seven and a half hour drive for them and they came oh, up here. Oh my goodness, They came man. up here for one of the prep party weekends. Drove up on, you know, came up, spent Saturday, stayed the night, helped us out on Sunday and then and drove the seven hours back home. I mean, Oh man, I love that. That's I mean, so f- we got we got a lot of members, you know, in Southern Missouri, you know, like you mentioned, like, like Curtis, like that. we have a lot of members down around yeah. Springfield and that that's they're like three hour drives for them. And they're coming up regularly every weekend for prep parties and, and club events and stuff like that. But um, yeah, we've got a pretty dedicated group of people spread out across a, a wide range. We're, we're more regional than just Kansas City. Yeah. It's hard to get people to drive over an hour to get to something. You know, my, my dad and I were in Dayton. Jamie's down in Cincinnati. Jamie's one of the further ones away from OPEG usually operates out of central Ohio. So we're about an, I'm about an hour away. I think Jamie's a little more, Um, but you know, it, you want everybody to, to feel like they're part of this thing, but it's like, it's, you know, something is special when you've got people driving six and seven hours to come to events. That's so cool. Especially if it's like, you know, they're doing this, frequently throughout the season, you know, and if it's not just like a, like coming in for a big event. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, that, that that's what make, makes this club such, such a great club is, is just the dedication 
by everybody that's involved and the, the time they're willing to commit to to help other people put on shows like you know just a regular club event where it might be two three yeah. people on shows you know you'll get 40 people out there just to help set up for three shows and hang out and watch and, and enjoy the the socialization the camaraderie i love it dude donnie thank you so much for your time i wish you the best of luck in the uh the one three pro segment Please pass along that sentiment to the rest of the team. Yeah, absolutely, man. We appreciate you having me on here and uh, enjoyed our time together tonight. And I look forward to seeing you guys and everybody else at Skywars September 23rd. Donnie, stop talking about it. Here's Donnie. (laughs) (laughs) Donnie.